since Chandler started, I think we've been nothing but mean to him the entire time. So for this episode, and this episode only, so don't get used to it, Chandler, I'm mm-hmm. going to start a timer and see how long we can make it without making fun of Chandler. And if we make it through the whole episode, from a certain point that we we designate starting time, if we make it through the whole episode without making fun of Chandler, I'm going to reward us by doing something nice for just you and me, Mikey. <laughs> I don't, oh, see, I don't awesome. know why you guys uh, think it's funny to be awesome. mean to me. I'm cooler than you guys. <laughs> I don't um, know, Chandler. <laughs> wait, uh, you haven't started the timer. No, yet, not right? yet. Not yet. All right, oh, Chandler, God. fuck off. You're not cooler than anybody, oh, dude. Boy. The monster that was created by a man they called mad. The thing that lives inside where no one can hear it see it or feel it the quiet little motel that has become known as the scene of a crime the boy with evil living behind his eyes and the daughter possessed by the devil himself these are the stories you've heard about talked about this is the spooky bros horror show Welcome back to another episode of Spooky Bros Horror Show. As always, I'm your host, Joe. I'm Mikey. And I'm Chandler. And in this week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, Shudder's uh, very own Terrified. Aterrados. Exactly. And any fun quips from you, Chandler, that um, we love? Uh, uh, ooh... That was really good. That was good. What a charming nice. guy. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Now what do we do? How do we start these shows? I don't know. This is going to be a great episode with all these compliments coming my way, you know? Yeah, dude. I think if right, I Chandler, can't, what do we do now? I think if I can't insult Chandler, my brain doesn't know how to work. Oh, my mm. God. I think we... Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think we need to come up... So this this was my pick, of course. This week's my pick, as we stated in the last episode... Um, but I think we need to come up like a, with a title for who, instead of like, oh, Joe's pick, Mikey's pick, Chandler's great pick. Um, it should be like, uh, I don't know, what what do they call? I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll we'll come up with a name for it. Um, um, but this week is my pick, and I picked uh, Terrified because I've heard I heard a lot of good stuff about it. Looked zero into it. Um. I think I watched the trailer, which is very vague, um, before I suggested it to you guys. So, um, I guess let's just get into it. All right. It's another foreign film, right? It is another foreign film. Chandler, what did you think about having to use subtitles again? Listen, man, I'm growing fond of these subtitles. Yeah, it's better. You know, I'm moving into that type of world now. It's better. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, but yes, this movie is in Spanish because it's an Argentinian movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shot in Buenos um, Aires. All right. At home in. All right, Joe, say it again. Buenos Aires. Clara hears strange voices coming from the plug hole in her kitchen sink. Her husband, Juan, is perplexed when she reports that they were discussing a plan to kill her. 
That night, awakened by thumping sounds he assumes at first to be coming from the house next door, Juan is terrified to find Clara's body hovering in midair in their bathroom, violently, violently and repeatedly slamming against the wall as if thrown by an invisible force. Alright, so we're starting off strong, right guys? This was, um... This was a scene for sure. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's just a a well. So it's it's. Gosh, um, I'm not gonna remember any of the characters' names, even though you literally just said them. Um, Are you thinking of Clara or yeah, Juan? Yeah, I had to look up the uh, the cast list. Um, regardless, Clara and and uh, and Juan are you know it's in their house and stuff like that, and Juan's laying in bed, I think, or whatever, and he hears slamming on the the wall, and he's yelling at his neighbor. Hey asshole, stop banging on the wall. And then he goes out and like I so there was a lot of um aesthetic stuff that I was curious more than the sh- the, the movie itself. I was just more curious about like, oh, they have like little car boxes in front of all the houses and stuff and you know, the way um different countries set up their homes. That was interesting, but it doesn't matter to the story at all. But he goes out and starts like s- like screaming into the call box. And like, hey, asshole, again, quit banging on the walls. And comes back in to find Clara um, just kind of bouncing her face off the... She's floating and bouncing her face and head off the shower walls. Um, I wouldn't say scary. It definitely falls, I guess, for me more under um, a little funny. Just because of the way it was shot, but... Well, okay, to be fair, I feel like it's really hard to do these kind of scenes and make it look realistic you know what i mean sure yeah um i don't know what the budget for this movie was and not that aesthetically it looked bad or anything like that um i just feel like it was a lower budget yeah um i I feel like her just getting thrown against wall to wall was kind of comical at first and then as it kept going it just kept going for like a full minute and it got really eerie and creepy and like unsettling almost you know i I did think it, it was like obviously you know we've seen a million horror movies. So when you first see this, you, you do you do chuckle a little bit. But I actually think it was a pretty good scene. Um, that said, he he runs over and is just like, "Clara, stop, stop yeah, it!" Yeah, and I'm just like, um, "Dude, you know, like she's not doing that. Like, I don't care who you are. If I walk into the bathroom and that's happening to my significant other, I'm running out. Yeah, her like, legs are not touching the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it's not her, dude. Yeah. Oh, like, there's I, something going on. You guys on. wouldn't try to like pull her down. No. Oh, Oh, maybe, I guess. Mm -mm, No, I'm out of (laughs) there. Goodbye. Well, uh, um, I guess. What would you do, Joe? um, Yeah. um, Fuck fuck them. I'd leave, too. (laughs) Good idea. Well, I'm just saying, there's blood everywhere. You just assume she's dead, right? Oh, yeah, she's done. She's toast. Like, because it was was going for a while. Like, they... I, I will say one of the things, maybe this is a little too early to get into, but one of the things I didn't love was the lack of, like, clarity when they're doing time jumps and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not that this particular scene matters all that much, but who knows how long it was going on. It could have been, like, five minutes or it could have been, like, you know, 20 minutes or something like that. But she she was, she, the walls were covered, her face was covered in blood. Yeah, she was done. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he when he finally like holds onto her body to like stop going from wall to wall, mm-hmm. she's still just banging her head against yeah. the wall repeatedly. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is uh something. <laughs> um and we should preface that the reason he's screaming at his neighbor is like I guess the past like couple weeks or so, his neighbor said that he was fixing his house. Um and he was fixing his house, quote unquote, uh Throughout random times during the day, there'd always be random banging. So that's what he thinks is going on. Right, which we're about to get into because we're about to jump back two weeks. Walter, who lives next door, is also experiencing supernatural occurrences. Each night as he tries to sleep, invisible forces shake and move his furniture, including his bed. When he uses a video camera to film the events, he sees a tall, naked figure emerging beneath the bed, standing over him as he sleeps and hiding in his wardrobe. So what would you guys think about this one? I thought this this one was the, the creepier kind of one. I, 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 the scene where, like, okay, he, he looks under his bed and then, like, you know, he lays down and then the camera pans down and you see the, the creature under his bed. That was a little cheesy to me. But the part where he like crawls out from under the bed or like out of the his like uh little like what is it closet or whatever it is the whatever wardrobe you, wardrobe is what you call lions and witches and otherwise um <laughs> that that they did I think they did a really good job and he's well, I don't know what's the best way to describe him almost Slenderman like but more mm. alien yeah. Just a real creepy naked thing. Yeah, he's a tall, gangly, gray, naked, naked boy. Yeah. Yeah, whenever he looks under his bed and he saw those legs like running out of his room, that gave oh, me my right. first like chill, you know, like the the hair standing up in my arms. I was like, ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Actually, the ones that did it for me, actually, is just like seeing the furniture move and everything. I hate stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And I, I've always had a fear of like when I'm trying to sleep, like feeling my bed move or something like that mm-hmm. that kind of stuff i don't know that gets me don't know why anyway um across the road alicia is grieving the death of her young son who has recently been hit by a bus outside walter's house oh so this kid is just drinking water outside of walter's house um you see like eyes through the blinds and say like hey kid don't drink that water we i guess we assume that's walter or something mm-hmm. and the kid is just like really freaked out and he just like backs up into the road and just gets demolished by this bus. yeah he does <laughs> it was Poor like kid. i was not expecting then and then the bus driver just gets out and runs away yeah what the <laughs> hell is that he's out of there dude goodbye <laughs> You're not taking him alive. Now, wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to seeing uh, when when he was uh, in, hiding in the wardrobe again, right? So he saw him on the tape, and uh, he t- he gets a gun, right? So he's ready to shoot whoever's in there. So he goes over to it. Would you guys open the wardrobe, or would you leave? Absolutely not. You have him on camera. <laughs> Grab the camera and get the fuck out right now and go straight to the police. Or That whoever. is exactly what I said. That is exactly what I said when I was watching it, because he sees it. On the camera, he has his proof. Yeah. Oh, and we should we should also say that he's filming it because he's trying to call this doctor mm-hmm. to get some help. And her receptionist is just like, she won't see you. She won't see you. Like, you have to just deal with it. Um, and then he's, like, begging her. And she's like, okay, but she, she won't see you without any hard proof. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you want proof? I'll give you proof. So he starts recording himself sleeping. And then he gets and, it. This, yeah. isn't, this isn't one of those <laughs> movies where, okay, I'm going to record and oh, well, the camera goes fuzzy or whatever, like, breaks somehow, or the footage is corrupted somehow. 
No, he gets it. He gets him crawling out from under the bed, or or was it out of the wardrobe? Either way, he yeah, gets under him. the bed and into the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. Caught him in 4K. He, yeah, in 4K. <laughs> My man was playing Phasmophobia and set up his uh, <laughs> video camera really well. Insane. I just leave. And he, he had it, put the camera down or just left it on the ground or whatever, and then yep. go went and go get his gun. No, you, you could have been alive, man. <laughs> you could have had the proof, and you would have been famous for catching the first ghost or whatever on oh, camera. Yeah. Oh, True. yeah. Um, okay. So, like I said, the kid got hit by a bus. A paranormal investigator and former coroner, Hano, arrives at at the behest of Alicia's ex-boyfriend, Police Commissioner Funes, um, who reveals that the corpse of the dead boy is currently sitting at the kitchen table, having apparently returned from the cemetery, leaving a trail of muddy footprints behind it. After deliberating, the two eventually move the now inanimate corpse to an outside freezer. So, this is a fun scene. I wish we would have gotten to see, so the footprints lead up to the front door and then like go up the siding. I yeah. wish we would have gotten to see the little boy walk on the walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. But we just get this like eerie, like it's just this dead kid like covered, like decaying, covered in dirt and mud. And he's just sitting, not moving. And everybody's like freaking out and Funes is like yeah my police guys said that they saw it move and whatnot and Funes is uh, not Funes uh Hano's checking it out like grabs a spoon from the kid's cereal and puts it in front of his uh, nose to make sure he's not breathing and he's not doing anything and so they talk about it a little bit and then he turns off the lights and all of a sudden the milk spills when the little when the little kid's friend comes to grab his toys and he like comes to the window and you just see the little boy's corpse just move toward the window. <laughs> yeah. That was creepy. You know something I really appreciate uh, about this movie and I I don't know if this is like South American culture like like just does like the, the culture believe in, you know, paranormal or something like that more. But it was it was nice to see when the cops showed up. They weren't immediately like, no, this lady's crazy. She's like talking out of her ass, whatever. Even with the corpse in the room, they weren't like, yeah. oh, she's like digging up dead bodies. They like fully believed her. True. Yeah. It's a good observation. Thanks, Chandler. Yeah. Good job, Joe. <laughs> um, okay, so nearby, Hano bumps into another paranormal investigator, Dr. Mora Albrecht. This is the lady that uh, Walter was trying to get a hold of. Um so Hano uh, recognizes her from the conference conference circuit. She has arrived to meet Walter after view, viewing the video recordings he had sent her, but he now appears to have gone missing, leaving his house standing empty. Uh, together with Rosenstock, another supernatural researcher, Hano and Albrecht uh, visit Juan, who is now the main suspect in his wife's murder and is behind or is being held in a psychiatric facility. Assuring him that they believe his story, they ask permission to investigate his house, which he grants. Soon after, the the specialists return to the troubled street before separating to investigate one property each over the course of one night. Funes accompanies Rosenstock, who is based at Walter's house. As weird phenomena occur and the investigators begin to die in gruesome and inexplicable ways, Funes realizes he has no choice but to flee the scene or risk losing his own life. Well, I might as well just finish this out because there ain't much left. Uh, 
Back at the psychiatric facility, the police attempt to further question Juan, but he's distracted by the figure of a tall man he says is behind them, a man who resembles a burned Rosenstock. They turn around, seeing nothing except for an empty chair. Suddenly, the chair flies toward the camera, hurled by an invisible force. Okay, so that's the ending, but they leave out a lot. They left out the entire meat <laughs> of the like ghost hunting stuff. Yes, they left out like literally everything. Should we just start at the beginning of the the paranormal investigations in each respective house? Before we do that, I'd like to say they they jump main characters so much because yes. you you think it's going to be somebody always and then it ends up being something different. So like at the beginning, you think it's going to be Clara because she's hearing voices from the sink saying that they're going to kill her and whatnot. Mm. But then she gets killed in the in the bathroom. Uh, so then you think it's going to be Juan because they show him at the psychiatric facility um, talking to, like, uh, Hano and Dr. Albrecht and, and whatnot. Um, but then it's not even them, and they show Alicia, uh, whose kid got killed. And you think it's going to be her for a little while, but then Hano comes investigating, and all of a sudden he seems like he's going to be the main character. And then <laughs> Hano... And Albrecht and um, who is it, Rosenstock, they do their investigation. And Hano's like one of the first ones dead. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then at that point, you think that Funis is the uh, main character. And you're like, okay, this, this, this jumps so much. I don't know who's the main character or even if there's supposed to be one. Yeah, it didn't really feel like there was supposed to be a main character. It, it's almost like, the, like what's happening in these like three homes is like the main character in a way, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, the the whole movie was like totally different from other scary movies because it was the whole street. Like it was a bunch of houses. It wasn't mm -hmm. just one yeah. solo, you know, family, one solo house. All right. Whose house should we start with? Well, let's start with, it's Hano. Is that? Is yeah. It? Okay. Ooh, wait, we should also bring up um, Funes when he, he went with Rosenstock and he's telling Rosenstock that he can't hear very well. He has like a hearing aid in. And he has, like, a heart condition. Yeah, well, he he didn't specifically say heart condition, did he? He just kept saying his condition. He's like, oh, yeah. my condition, my condition. You're like, what condition? And then, like, <laughs> you don't find out that he has hearing aids until, the, like, you know, they're actually investigating the house, which is, you know, halfway through the movie or whatever. And then you're like, oh, is that your condition? <laughs> and then, yeah. how? I mean, we'll, we'll get into it when we do our deep dive of Funes. Um how did he survive? <laughs> I we'll, we'll we'll cover it. We'll cover it in a minute, right? So I guess we'll start with with Juano, and he I think is in Alicia's house, right? Uh, I believe so. They show Rosenstock and Funes, and they're kind of investigating, and you see all this silverware is like attached to the bottom, like magnetically almost to the bottom of this cabinet. And Rosenstock is, like, hitting it a little bit, showing them clatter and whatnot, but they're not falling down. And he, like, puts his hand up to it, and a knife just goes straight through his uh, hand, sticking to, sticking his hand to the bottom of the, the cupboard. And you hear something inside the cupboard just sucking his blood. And so Funes, like, gets his gun, and... Um, Rosenstock opens the cupboard, but there's nothing there. Um, and then they kind of bandage up Rosenstock. And at this point, like 
Funes is cleaning up the blood and he hears something from the drain and he starts freaking out about being here. So I think this is when he calls Funes yes. to tell him like, oh, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I shouldn't be here and whatnot. And then Funes is like talking to him. He's like, oh, are you in the kitchen? And he's like, no, why? And he's like, there's a man standing in the kitchen and they show um, Hano like moving from window pane to window pane and through through one window he can see a man standing there but through the other one he can't mm-hmm. and so he keeps doing that back and forth and then at a certain point the thing is right in front of him yeah it's a very quick jump scare and it's it's for me personally the best one of the movie um i think that's the only one that like actually made me like jump yeah i really like that scene because i mean that's the first time where you kind of figure out what's going on like you can see them sometimes but you can't see them other times Mm -hmm. and so you're starting to get that vibe but then all of a sudden it just spooks you into no man's land and you're like oh my god what just happened and then you just like forget everything and that that's just the end of him like we we don't see anything else like he comes back um later in the movie because these things like possess you or take over your body or replicate you or something what however it is A lot of confusing premises in the movie, but mm-hmm. you don't see him until, like, he comes back as the monster. Right. And then uh, Rosensack, uh tells Funes that he he found them, like the nest or whatever, and he's looking... So, Rosenstock and Funes are in Walter's house, mm-hmm. um, I think, right? Anyway. Yes, yes, they're, they're in Walter's house because they're in, yeah. like... Because they, like, check the... They, they're they the one that, like... Checked under the bed. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was, so they checked under Walter's bed, and there was nothing there. But then if you check under it from the other side, you just see a few, at least, like, three or four bodies just squirming under there, these dead alien-looking naked things. Right. Mm-hmm. And is it the light that, like... Is it, like, the angle of the light, or it's just, like... That like your perspective on like the actual bed, like you just have to be looking at it from the right angle. You just have to be looking at it from the right and right perspective. The whole thing Rosenstock was saying was light and dark uh, existing in the same place at the same time and whatnot, and it's all about perspective. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, so that was interesting, and then Fune starts freaking out even more. Um, so I think this is when he goes over to um, Hano's house. Doesn't see Hano, sees, like, blood and broken glass, and he hears something from the, like, uh, it's like a, what would you call that even? Was it like a TV stand or like a china cabinet thing? Yeah, I think it's like a china cabinet. Um, But he hears, like, knocking, and he opens it, and there's nothing there, but he still hears it, so he breaks through the other side, and you see, like, Hano's dead decaying face there. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. He was, like, crying and stuff, like, moaning in there. Yeah, and this is where Funes Funes is really freaking out at this point. My condition. He, yeah, he go he goes over to um Albrecht now, who's in uh, Juan and uh, yeah, Clara's house. I wish I really wish they would have done more with all the equipment that she brought because right. it's it's like this ancient looking you know bullshit where like these entities are supposed to like interact with or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't at least unless I like completely blanked on the whole part they don't talk about it at all it would cut back to scenes of her like using a little bit of it but like right. not talking about it or doing anything like or say really what it does or anything right, yeah exactly, it's yeah. this very elaborate mechanical setup of like <laughs> I, I, I at least i'm remembering them all being like golden and stuff like that i don't know 
Yeah. It, it looked really cool, and I wish they would have elaborated more on that, but, you know, you get what you get, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at this point, there's like a a giant crack in uh, Clara and Juan's house because um, they thought it was from Walter fixing his house um, because they were like neighbors. And she's like looking in there, and you can see this being with like glowing eyes, and she's like trying to like talk to it as if it's Walter and um, Funes comes in and is like freaking out like saying okay I, I can't be here I've seen so much shit and she's like don't believe everything you say tonight or you see tonight and right when she's saying that you just see like this giant hand just come out of the crack and just like completely snap her neck yeah oh my God. And, and that's when that's when Funes like starts like freaking out and then like he straight up has a heart attack mm-hmm. yeah how does he survive that? And then he gets up, he has a heart attack and has, you know, he's, he's down for like a minute and then he's just fine. And he's like, he's like, oh, call, call the, he calls, like Alicia appears again. Uh, and she, he's like, call an ambulance. Like I had no, a heart she, she, she tells it, he tells her to take her oh, or right, take him right. to the hospital. Yes. Take him. She's like, okay, get in the car. But then the kid's corpse is in the <laughs> yes. back again. Oh, yeah. But how, she is determined because. You you never see them bury the kid, but they talk specifically how they're like, we're going to bury him in cement this time. Yeah. So he can't get out. She got him out, and he was <laughs> no worse for wear than before, you know, after dying. But yeah. he, had, he straight up had a heart attack and was like, take me to the hospital, and then was just fine for the rest of the movie. Yeah. He sees the kid in the back, won't get in the car, and literally just drives away himself. Yeah. <laughs> how? How? Explain to me how. I'm not a doctor, but I yes. don't think Superman. that's how. And then, he and then he immediately smokes a cigarette. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how heart attacks work. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Um, and then, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before he ran, before he drove off, oh, this was a really cool scene, too. Um, uh, uh, Albrecht comes running out and her head's all snapped and, like, hanging. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it looks a little goofy, but... Also, at the same time, pretty badass. And, like, she's, like, run- she runs out and starts screaming. And she's, like, there's still time. You have to help us. We're being tortured. And then yeah. he just drives off. And that that annoys me, too, a little bit. Because they never did anything with that, either. I was, like, oh, right. my God. That's such a cool scene. Yeah. Um. Okay. For time's sake here, the rest of the movie was pretty much, like, Funish drives back. And he has a bunch of gas cans now. So he, we see him like pouring the gas all over Alicia's house. He sees the kid uh, appear in the kid's room. So that was a, a creepy scene. And then he sees that Alicia had hung herself. And he, um, yeah, he's just spraying gas everywhere. He goes out and he can't light the match because of the wind. And then the second time it looked like Hano's body was back and blew out the match. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, so, that was kind of creepy. Yeah, that was, that was creepy. A pretty good nuance though. Yeah, so um, Funes like freaks out, like jumps back, and then just takes his gun and like shoots it so that the house will burn down. And then that's when they go back to Juan at the uh, the psychiatric hospital, and he's talking to three new people this time, and they're asking about like Albrick, Hano, and um, Rosenstock. And also Funes, like um, they basically say Funes is, our, is at large um, and thought to have murdered all of them pretty much uh, because the houses were burnt down 
and um, that's when Juan says he saw like a burnt Rosenstock there and the chair flies at the camera and the movie ends. Because did we see Rosenstock die? Like, I feel like I missed that completely. Like, obviously, yeah, no, he, was, he was in the house and got burnt, you know, mm-hmm. and now he's like a ghost or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I completely because there's a point where. It's like he just stopped stopped existing from the movie. He like he you know got stabbed. He showed the creatures under the bed, and then that was it. I was like, okay, where what happened to that guy? Oh, I guess yeah. he burnt alive or whatever it was. Was he the one that was getting yelled at on the radio to get out of there, get out of the house, get out of the street area, whatever? Uh, by the guy that had the heart attack. No, I thought that was like or who was he yelling at? One of one of his uh, police buddies. Oh uh, yes, okay. yes, because yes. he said that there was uh, uh, Alicia. Alicia uh, was at the police, um, like uh, what do you call it? the building, the precinct, whatever you want to call oh, it, yeah, yeah, the yeah, station. Yeah. Um, yeah, station. And and she was like yelling, like "Where's Funes?" Like yelling and yelling. And apparently there was such a big commotion that even like the the mayor was there, so he had no choice but to tell her where Funes was. And yeah. so he's like, I'm I'm going back because, you know, he thinks that he's putting other people's lives in danger now. So Funes drives back and right. d- decides to burn down the places. Yeah. Right. So um, initial thoughts of the movie? Should, should, we, should we get into ratings or? Sure. Uh, let's, okay. just, let's, just, let's just do thoughts and ratings right now. Sure. Okay. Um, so I'll give this a five out of ten little dead little boys. Um, not that I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just didn't think it was a good movie. Like I, I truly can't feel any more neutral about this movie. It like had some really cool stuff and then it had some stuff that made no sense at all. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I'm going to follow it up by saying, okay, this movie jumped around and it didn't really explain anything. They show you so many things, but they don't explain any of them. They say that these things are basically other dimensional beings, and apparently they come through the water, which they don't really explain. Yeah. Um, they don't really explain why you can only see them from a certain perspective, and they're they're really bad at explaining like what like what happened to Walter. Like they just say he went missing. Like there's so many things that they just left unsaid like you you just kind of end up a little bit confused that being said i heard that there's going to be a sequel so i'm Mm. hoping they kind of um elaborate on a bunch of these ideas um and i'm holding out hope for that um with that being said i am going to rate it a a seven because i thought it was a pretty good movie but like i said it lacked a lot of explanation but i'm holding out hope that if there is a sequel it will explain some stuff and if it doesn't, then I'm coming back and redoing my rating. I was going to say, I, <laughs> if if that's the case, I'm going to have to drop the movie like a couple points. I cannot stand movies that exist only to help the narrative of another movie. Like you can do that in separate, like you can, you can have a movie that helps explain the next movie, but not at the expense of having no information and it just being confusing in the first movie and like purposely being confusing. I I don't like movies that do that. Like you can still explain enough and make a solid movie while also, you know, setting up for a second movie. 
that's mm. fair but i also like the mystery about it the 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 fact that i don't know what's going on sure, just makes yeah. it a little creepier you know what i mean yeah and and sorry chandler so i know this is your time um but one last thing is i really do like that they didn't show the monsters too much like there's there's always that like hype of like oh what's the monster gonna look like and then like once you finally see it in a lot of horror movies they just show it over and over and over and over and over and it's like you kind of become desensitized to it. And this one, it was like, you got, a, 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 at least for me, like a satisfying enough, you know, amount of seeing the creatures without like, you know, losing the effect of their spookiness. Right. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And Chandler, what are your beautiful thoughts? Um, well, uh, you know, we all share a lot of the same thoughts there. Um, I will say, kind of like Joe was saying, uh, you know, like Insidious, how that movie showed the the creepy villain, you know, like... At, towards the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't really yeah. get to see it throughout the whole thing. Uh, that's kind of good. I like how they hold off a little bit and then tease you at, like right there, you know, and show you just a little bits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what this movie did, obviously. Uh, throughout the whole thing, it showed every once in a while, which was good. Um, and the creatures were pretty well um, CGI'd or whatever they did with them. Yeah. Um, they did look creepy uh, every time you saw them, you know. You you kind of got the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Um but yeah, I think there was so many unopen or unanswered questions and like everything you wanted to know, it just wasn't there. So I will say I, I probably like a five and a half for me. Okay. Um, All right. So but, you but guys are on the same train for here. Yeah, I mean, it just there's a lot of good scary moments. So that's why I'm giving it uh, the, that higher rating. It's the highs were really high and the lows were really low for me. Yeah. Well, to to be fair, okay, I I could be be completely wrong here. You are. But no, you're I wrong. thought this <laughs> next topic. <laughs> um, I I thought this started off as like a uh, a film from a film festival, oh. and it it ended up being a Shutter exclusive, uh, like Shutter like. Oh, uh, see, took when it I on. when I assumed when it said Shutter exclusive, it was like produced by Shutter. So it said Terrified was first screen at Morbido Fest in 2017 in Mexico. Uh, said first screened, so I I don't know what that right. That probably means they premiered it at a film festival. So I don't know. I being a film festival film, I thought it was pretty dang well done. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think like aesthetically, the CGI, like you're saying, Chandler, like it's it's shot really well, and it does a good job of making it suspenseful. And you know, I would say it's one of the spookier movies we've talked about so far. Yeah, and the music definitely added to it too. They they did that classic like you know scary type violins in the background and stuff. Yeah, spooky. Yeah. A bit. you you guys oh. talk. I'm gonna look up the the budget it costs to make this. Also, another unanswered question: the boy coming back from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have anything else like that in the film. It's just that one boy. Mm-hmm. But it's everything's happening on this one block. So I guess. That's the kind of tie, but it, it, there's so many unanswered questions. Anyway, Chandler, how was your day? Dude, my day's going good. It's going good. Um, you know, just got out here to do a podcast with you guys. You know, just hanging out, vibing. We need to, we need to, we absolutely have to go on a tangent with something, but my brain is too focused and I don't know why it never happens. <laughs> we can't do, we've been on base this entire episode and I, it's been so I good. hate it. Oh. Yeah, we, we need, we need a tangent, dude. <laughs> Quick, derail me. Dude. I'm drinking some Code Red Mountain Dew. Oh, sick, dude! Getting that? You trying to get that game fuel? Yeah, I'm getting the gains, dude. The gains. N- nice, dude. <laughs> hey, by the way, anybody listening to this, um, come hang out, um, 
and Twitch and watch us play some spooky games. We've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia, some Dead by Daylight and whatnot. Ooh. Oh, I guess yeah, we can plug our Twitches at the end. Yeah. So also join the Discord. Oh, uh, go on. Bro, <laughs> there yet. So I can't find oh. the cost to make it. Um, but it, and I can't find domestic, but, um, let me just do a quick Google search for I hate, you. Uh, I hate that I can't find it and you can, um, 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 domestic, I couldn't find domestic. It, it didn't have numbers for domestic, but worldwide it made just under 400,000. So I'm assuming the cost to make it was pretty low. And if that's the case, Damn, good job. All right, quick Google search yeah. didn't yield much results. Um, anyways. <laughs> I don't know if you'll keep this in, Joe, but uh, for anybody that, that wanted to listen, Joe um, wanted to see if me and him could go an entire episode without making fun of Chandler. Um, and I'm thinking that's what's keeping us on track. Yeah, so well. we'll never do it again. This has been Yeah, you know, I think the episode awful. was great. No, this oh, has been Yeah, it's been terrible. It's been the worst episode yet. Um let us know yeah. in the comments what you I think. I love I love having you, Chandler. Uh you're a good guy. Joe's dead to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I just I just think we need, we need some tangents, you know? It's too organized right now. <laughs> everyone everyone that's listening is like, "Wow, this is the greatest episode." <laughs> wow, they didn't get off track once. <laughs> you see or like you can see our analytics where like people drop off on the episode and it's right now. It was solid yeah, all the way yeah. through and then for some reason at the 40 minute mark they keep dropping. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, all in all, oh, I think the movie was uh, spooky when it was meant to be spooky and then just left a lot unanswered. That's on my end. Favorite favorite sw- scenes question mark? Ooh, yeah. I I'll say uh, my favorite scene was whenever he the first time we noticed that you uh, could see the monsters through the glass, you know, through the window. And then you couldn't see him and then just popped up. That was probably the spookiest part for me and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I I got three. Uh, one, one oh, is, one okay. is the same one. Sorry, I didn't know we were doing the whole movie. <laughs> well, well, great. Now, now mine's going to be taken. All <laughs> no, right, I'll go, go ahead, last. Joe. I'll go last. Please. Okay. Nope, okay. I want you to go One now. was the same as Chandler's. This, that, uh. That's my, oh, wait. No, um, that was, that was a great scene where that, that was by far my favorite scene in the movie. Solid jump scare. I usually get annoyed by too many jump scares, but that one was solid. Um, the second one was when Albrick came out. It's Albrick, right? What's her name? Uh, where she yeah. came out with a broken neck and said, we're being tortured. That was spooky. And then the third is when the dead little boy stole that other boy's backpack. Uh, that was a great scene. <laughs> Those are great scenes. And surprisingly, um, none of them were mine. Nice. Perfect. So mine is legitimately the scene toward the beginning um, when they just show Walter kind of just being haunted by this mm. thing, you know? Because it's just, it's really creepy. You see it, like, come out from under his bed, or you see it under his bed. You see it, like, run away. You see his furniture moving and everything. When he wakes up, his entire room is changed Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a cluttered mess. And, like, it just makes me, like, damn, I feel bad for Walter. Because if I were in that situation, I don't even know what I would do. Especially if everyone you're reaching out to isn't helping you. I feel so bad for him, but yeah, that kind of scene just it, it put me on on the edge where it's like it, it was intense enough to be like, okay, what's gonna happen? And then just make me feel bad for Walter, and then uh, you do, just don't know what happens right. to Walter. I mean, <laughs> true. I, we we saw him in ghost form or whatever it is, but 
Um, we can assume he's dead with everybody else. Being tortured. Yeah. 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 This is another one of those <laughs> movies where almost everybody dies. <laughs> or maybe everybody does die. Is there anybody that lives in this? Juan. Well, I assumed at the end he died, him and the three other investigators. Oh, because of the chair? Yeah, I, I assume that's what. But maybe if they're making a sequel, maybe maybe he'll make a reappearance or maybe it'll be a completely different group of people. I have a feeling if they make a sequel, it's going to be it's going to open like right after that. Like, mm. oh, like everybody seeing that chair being like, uh, he dies like a ninja. And he's still alive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I will say that is the cheesiest scene is like where they tried to do the 4D thing yeah. where the chair comes like is coming out at you. It's like, I don't know. You, you were doing pretty well. So uh, you, you didn't have to end it with that. Terrified. Another one done. Who's next? Mikey. Who gets to, oh, Mikey's up next. Yep. I think I am actually. Oh, hold on. But uh, let me. Um, What's your pick? Tell us right now. Me, right the second. Hold, hold no on. No thinking. I, I know this is coming out soon. Oh, I guess not soon enough. Um, Malignant is going to be streaming on HBO Max September 10th. Is The Green Knight, is that supposed to be a horror movie? Because I also want to see that, but I don't. I can't tell if it's just supposed to be like a thriller. Um, is it night as in like like the warrior like K N I G H okay. Malignant is that the um, one the James see. Wan movie? Yes, oh, it okay. is. Nice. It says fantasy adventure. Dang it! <laughs> wow. We won't be covering that then. <laughs> that looks pretty good though. Um, I do want to see you guys need to go watch the new Candyman so we can do a Candyman episode. We will be doing that at some point and. Um, as much as I don't want to, I think we should probably cover old just because it's just came out as well. But th- those oh. are future episodes. Old? Gosh, was it bad? I've I've just heard so many bad things about it. Uh, we got rained out because we, we saw it at a drive. We were going to see it at a drive-in, mm. but we got rained out. So we only got mm. to see this new Candyman. Mm. Gotcha. All right. So any, any last thoughts before we wrap this one up? Honestly, I just think it's a pretty solid film. Um... I, I would watch it if you haven't. It's it's creepy enough and it's not boring. You know, it keeps you interested the whole time. Yeah. You'll be confused, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like if you went and, like, uh, if you watched it, like, to the side or something, you could probably get as much out of it as you would just watching it straight on. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> um, that's fair. Because, I mean, everything's pretty unanswered anyway, <laughs> I feel like. But the spooky parts are good. I liked it uh, for a spooky watch. You know, if you're if you're looking to mm-hmm. get a little scared, little jump scares here and there, uh, it's a good watch. Yeah, yeah, they did they did spooky pretty well. Um, all right, that's it. We finished terrified. Next week, um, Mikey's pick will be next. Uh, we'll know then. You'll know when you listen to it. Woo-hoo. You don't okay, have to be uh, greedy about it. Well, I I have an idea for what I want to. What do. is it? Oh, okay. Plot twist. Um, you kind you kind of gave me an idea, Joe. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about comparing the old, um, the oh, old and new Candy. Candyman that just yeah. came out, yeah. Speaking of which, I until Chandler told me, I didn't realize there were four or three before the new one. <laughs> like I knew about the first one, and then I knew about this one that just came out. I had no idea there were two others. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen them. I just knew they had them. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch. I think I've only ever seen the original though. Mm. Um, so here's my idea. I want to go back to one of my favorite, favorite scary movies. Um, the original 1981 Evil Dead. Ooh, oh. okay. That's a good one. And I think, uh, let's see, I think in, what, what, what was it? Yeah, 2013, they have a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, which kind of go horror comedy. But the first Evil Dead movie is more horror, and the remake goes straight horror again. So maybe let's watch both of those and do a compare contrast on both of those. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Interested? Well, there you go. Next week will possibly be uh, uh, Army of Darkness. Nope, just kidding. Evil Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. All right. Um, Thank you so much for listening, of course, as always. Follow us, like, subscribe, rate, give us those five stars. Oh, I before we f- I forget, we got two five star, you know, on uh, iTunes. Um, anonymous didn't leave a review, but whoever did that, thank you so much. Woo-hoo, if you if you wanna if you want a real shout out, um, you can join our Discord, let us know who you are, or you can email us at. <laughs> Wait, we have plugs. <laughs> oh, we have plugs. <laughs> Um, follow Chandler on his TikTok, follow Chandler on his Twitch, follow Mikey and I on our brand new Twitches, um, with the help of making from Chandler, um, (laughs) he was there for sure. Um, (laughs) yeah, we got, we got Twitches now, we got Discords, we got TikToks, everything will be in the the description. Definitely come check those out, follow, join our Discord, um, chat with us, uh, about spooky things or literally whatever you want. Um, and then, you know, we'll give you shout outs for anything and everything. We're just giving, we're, we're very, you know, old school Oprah, just giving out sh- shout outs for everything. You get a shout out. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, thank you always. Um, and if you have any suggestions, uh, any stories you want to tell, whatever you want to say, you can email us at S as in spooky. Spooky. <laughs> B as in bros horror show at gmail.com that's SB horror show at gmail.com groovy <laughs> thank you bye we're being tormented goodbye We did it, Mikey. We went through the whole episode without making fun of Chandler. We 53 did it. minutes. We did it. Fuck you, no, no, Chandler, no, no, no. you garbage piece it. of shit. We did it.